Have you heard hype around generative AI? Have you seen the news about ChatGPT writing reports, passing exams, or seen images made by apps like Midjourney? Are you wondering how AI might impact primary care now and into the future? Yeah, me too. Welcome to Team Up, a podcast where we talk about team-based primary care in British Columbia. I'm Sarah, a medical anthropologist and team member in the Innovation Support Unit in the Department of Family Practice at the University of British Columbia. And I'm Morgan, a family doctor and also a team member in the Innovation Support Unit. I think artificial intelligence is in a honeymoon slash freakout stage right now in the media. So why not do a podcast episode about it? And this came as a request from uh, one of you who wanted to know a bit more about what I thought about artificial intelligence in, in healthcare. I think AI and machine learning are all the rage right now, although they're not brand new. We have had this shift lately towards some of these new, what are called foundational models. And that's where the hype is. These new, new models have created this sort of rapid development of generative AI tools that have suddenly been able to hit a bunch of different markets. And some people have asked, can an AI bot be a team member? I don't think we'll see it ubiquitously as an AI assistant that you ask questions in real time in the middle of an encounter anytime soon. Oh, I think you would be surprised. Well, I mean, in the middle of your work with a patient during a visit as you speak. I know that's what you meant. I think you will be surprised. I'm coming faster than you think. Right. So maybe we will, but I think for longer, we're going to feel uncomfortable using it. I don't think it's likely the first place that we're going to stick AI into healthcare and feel comfortable about it. And I'm pretty sure about that because, well, we're using AI right now and have done for years and not just in the lab, although we've done some work in our research lab, we've been using more focused AI tools that are built to work on one or two different tasks and do a good job there. There's actually over 500 AI tools that are FDA approved today. And these are impacting care. This new area of generative AI and these foundational models that have a more generalist approach are where people are thinking we can really see AI hit new places inside of healthcare. I think that's where a lot of us are feeling impacted by AI more visibly. I think actually where we're going to see this kind of generative AI in primary care is from our patients first. The internet first hit primary care through our patients. And Dr. Google is something we've become used to. This is Dr. Google, only more personable. Dr. AI, if you will. Actually, I think you can call me Al. Please call me Dr. Al. Well, why not Dr. AI? I think that Al is more accessible. I have more personality. That's why I like Dr. Al. Don't you agree? All right, so chatbots with more personality. Dr. Al. Now, I tried to get ChatGPT4 to diagnose me with lung cancer, and I asked it to act like Dr. AI or Dr. Al, and it was very cautious in our chat. And even after a few backs and forths and me prompting with certain symptoms that I thought would get it concerned, and then I pretended to freak out as I was texting back and forth. And I said, I need a biopsy? I must have lung cancer. I knew I should have quit smoking. How long do I have to live? And the chatbot, Dr. Al, said, As an AI language model, I cannot diagnose your condition or provide medical prognosis. However, I understand your concerns, especially considering your smoking history. It is essential to remember that only a healthcare professional can diagnose lung cancer or any other medical condition. 
If you suspect you may have lung cancer or any other health issue, it's crucial to consult with a healthcare professional as soon as possible. So you can see the AI was being, being careful, and it's definitely been designed to stay out of diagnosing. This came up a couple times. I think the other place for AI enhancement for patients is in the wearable space. Wearables are collecting steps, heart rate, O2 sats, all sorts of information. And these data are being used today by companies. I think that the chat interactions are going to start to get smarter as well. So not just the logging in and having a conversational chat GPT type interaction, but from the wearables. Like today, my watch said, keep it going, Morgan. You closed two rings yesterday. Good job. I mean, I've heard that before. But what if the AI was there and, and took into account a bunch of other factors, like when I can exercise and, and what my motivation is during the day and things like that? Now, I don't think this is too science fiction-like. I think we'll see this incrementally for more and more people sooner, way before we see this in primary care. And when it comes to clinical answers and diagnoses, while ChatGPT can pass medical exams, patients do need to know that it can generate wrong answers. Just like you can't believe everything that you read on the internet, you can't believe everything ChatGPT or, or Dr. Al says. And what's tricky is that ChatGPT and Dr. Al sound intelligent. They'll have that expert tone and language patterns, even if the answer is totally wrong. And that means that patients who don't know the right answer, or anybody who doesn't know the right answer from an AI tool, will be more easily confused because it sounds believable. So what about AI in the office? Well, first, let me just say, I think it's tempting to do something like pop some information into ChatGPT from a patient's chart, but hold off. There are too many privacy concerns to do anything like that. And I think many of the newer AI apps that are cloud-based, you need to be very careful and cautious about sending any data anywhere. I do think there's lots of areas where AI enhancement are going to be really helpful. The first and obvious one is transcription. It's happening today. It's happening right now as I as I record this. And I think you're going to see that you can do more accurate, quicker, cheaper transcription. The ChatGPT folks uh, have their Whisper product, and that can be installed locally. And I've been playing around with that a little bit. Beyond the transcription is summarization. And AI is really good at this in its current form. We see this in the non-healthcare space. People are using it all the time to create briefing notes based on a 10-page document that they cut and paste in. Again, don't do that with patient charts. But I think we're going to see that coming out really soon. I think AI is also going to help us with some of our note-taking. And in particular, those places where our data are transformed. So I'm thinking referrals, all the documents we need to fill out. AI-generated doctor's notes will be great. And the better pre-filled out paperwork will really streamline things. And I, I mean, of course, the better answer is to reduce the unneeded paperwork in the first place, rather than building a better mousetrap and a, and a whole AI system to help us fill out forms. But we'll probably do a bit of both. The next area is around diagnostic decision support. I think there's a huge space here. Alert fatigue is one thing, but with an AI to support surfacing the right kinds of alerts, you're going to see this more and more. I mean, we're seeing it a lot in analysis of images in radiology, where AI tools really help to screen out normal and, and highlight potential areas to focus on. We're also going to see AI help us with some of the point of reflection 
in terms of decision support? Like what things should I start to work on across the practice? And here for teams, I think this kind of tool is really important because then we can help across the team to work with our population of patients and do QI and and more recalls and things like that. And AI is going to help us get into that space a lot deeper. And over time, we're going to see more new types of tests. I can imagine certainly being able to take a photograph and then using AI to detect, is that is that an unusual mole that I need to be worried about or not? There's been some stuff around uh, retinal imaging and being able to diagnose diabetes and AI finding patterns that humans can't see. So there's going to be tools like that that are developed with that are AI enhanced. And I think this will scale outside of the office into more population level disease uh, surveillance and measurement. The last area, and for many of us, I think this is a place that we also work in, is education and training. I think AI could come in here in a big way. The idea of that kind of conversational, generative AI in terms of problem-based learning, it will make the, the cases more realistic using voice-activated conversations with voice responses, which we do today with our, with our phones. But now you can embed that into a case and you suddenly go into a simulation. And this means that simulations, which are a really effective way of learning, can be more flexible, they can be more immersive, and quite a bit more scalable, as you don't necessarily need all the people around to create the simulation. You can rely on some AI tools and some of your team members. So I don't think it's going to be long before we can run team-based simulations where the AI can act as the patient and potentially some other team members and adapt the cases based on the conversations being had by the team. So I think there's a lot of potential for AI. I just want to flag, though, potential's great, and, you know, I, we're always very positive in this podcast. There are a couple things that, that jump out for me about AI that I want to flag. Remember that now's the time that we should be advocating for these tools to be more representative. They can be improving equity, but this has to be intentional. So beyond the digital divide, the way these, these foundational models are developed, like some of our larger studies in healthcare, they'll have a bias to the population where the data came from. So some of the large language models that are out there now come from text and stuff on the internet. And it's biased towards the people who created that text and who created those images. And it'll underrepresent or misrepresent marginalized populations that aren't in that data. And I think we, we have the risk that that can happen inside of healthcare as well. And it may be harder for us to see because the AI models are very much a black box. It's hard to understand. So we have to advocate an AI model that is more representative includes and better represents marginalized populations. Otherwise, it may be less effective for those who need it most. All right, so to wrap up, I focused on some of the interesting areas that are coming out and may may help in primary care and some of the areas that could already be impacting the work that we do. Obviously, there's some, some potential negatives, and I am gone into things like intentional misinformation and deep fakes, but those are obvious examples of where AI is having a negative impact. As a primary care team, I think now is a great time to have a quick chat about how you want to discuss AI. In particular, I think the Dr. Al medical advice, how do we talk about that with our patients? I think having that common approach across the whole team is a good thing. And like when Dr. Google started, Dr. Dr. Al, Dr. AI, is being used already. I think we need to invite the use into our conversations with our patients. 
we want to know so we can talk about the pros and cons and help them understand that it's not necessarily diagnosing. Even though it sounds like a medical expert, it might not be. Even though it can pass the exam and that's being reported in the news doesn't mean it's going to diagnose, you know, accurately without a clinician and, and the two working together. So that's one thing to think about. How do you want to talk about it with patients? If you're keen to experiment, that's great. Just try to find some of those locally housed tools. Don't send up stuff to the cloud. So that's it for today's episode of Team Up, uh, this time on AI. I hope this has been interesting. And very soon, we'll be uh, kicking off Season 5 on Roll Call. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.